Father, we thank you. This afternoon we say honor be to you, glory and adoration be unto you, God. By your word you have preserved and kept us. By your word you have sustained us. By your word we have seen your glory. We pray that you would touch everyone here in a special way. Speak to every one of us here, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wow, how I wish we could sing all day, but let's take our seat. disciples came to him saying this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him we have here only five loaves and two fish. I don't know why they didn't say two fishes. Well, he said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. I'm talking about breakthrough. Hey. 
These days, you people are passing the exams. You are encouraging your pastor to preach. You know, sometimes people think that some things are not necessary. Like when you are married and you think that you're telling your wife you're beautiful, it's not important. If you are not mature, that's what you think. When you become mature, you realize that it's very important. The same way when your pastor is preaching, you may say that by his preaching, without us, he preach. But you don't know that as you give him morale, as you write the notes. Oh, let me finish. Let me finish. As you give him morale, as you write notes, as you bring offering while he's preaching, as you follow, as you write, it's like saying to your wife, you're beautiful. Listen, nobody will marry somebody that in his eyes, the person is not beautiful. The moment you are going to marry somebody, it means that in your eyes, the person is beautiful. So if you don't say it, does it matter? It does matter. Say it. You understand? I say, oh, but he's preaching, he's preaching. If I, 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 I give him morale, what does he do? When you mature, you understand that. Telling your wife she's beautiful, that's a lot. Oh my God. You are sowing seed into the ministry. He's giving his pastor morale. When you are preaching and somebody gives offering, it encourages you. By 30, you will own your own house. A professor over your life. By the time you are 40, you have your own house. By the time some of you are 28, you have your own car. Some of you, by the time you are 26, you have your own wife. You have your own husband. Receive it in the name of Jesus. As the pastor is prophesying like this. And nobody is giving him offerings and seeds. He gets discouraged. And he doesn't say them again. But when he says that, you are receiving your own land. Then you receive it properly. Glory to God. So it has its place. Glory to God. You see, right now I'm, I'm swimming in money. I've been surrounded by money. Money is surrounding me. Oh. It's an encouragement. Mostly if I want to give five points and you encourage me like this, I want to give 30 points. And sometimes I want to give 30 points. If you give me more, I'll give you five. But the five are punching five. Glory to God. The secret of every success is tied to time. I don't say punch his neighbor. It means that uh, one mommy mora, one mommy mora. The Bible says there is a time for everything. Under the earth. In the book of Ecclesiastes, 
chapter 3. It says, to everything there is a season. There is a season for everything. It includes the business you do. There is a season where something you are doing will not work. Because it is out of the season. Imagine if you decide to sell nose masks now. You will be in trouble. It says to everything there is a season. And a time for every purpose under heaven. That means that sometimes you may do something. But by the time you are done its purpose is overused or no more in use. I'll give an example. There are certain things when you get them at old age, they are nothing. Like getting money at your old age, it profits you nothing. It may only help by transferring it to a generation. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That should be one of your vision. That you are going to leave an inheritance. Some of your parents are dead, they didn't even leave you an inheritance. You too, leave an inheritance for yourself. For, I mean, for your children and for your children's children. You sometimes ask them, how many uh, children do you want to have? Say five. Five houses. Your own children. No? How many? Three. Three houses. So give one to your first child. It's not yours. Second child, second child. Third child. This one too is yours. And you, uh, what a blessed man. That shall be your story. Amen. Your children's children will praise you. Amen. Your prosperity will outlive your generation. Amen. He says, for a time, there is a season for it. A season means that it is conducive to do something at that time. We are showing the secret of breakthrough. If you want to become successful, you have to understand time. The relevance of time. And it says, a time for every purpose. Many people do not know the purpose of things. For instance, the purpose of marriage is pleasure. Write it. That is to say, you are marrying so that the person will make you happy. There is a point if you marry, you will not have pleasure. For instance, if you marry at 40, you are not going to have pleasure. Many of you don't know. Ten years ago, I could jump on this table. Like, I'll run and jump on the table. I can't do that now. Many of you don't know that age affects your strength. Yeah. If you put me at the top of this window, I can jump down, but I will be careful doing it. Yeah. There are certain things when you eat them now, you will have running stomach. Have you noticed that when you were a child, you never had a running stomach? Have you noticed? I don't know what home you came from, but when you were around 12 years, 10 years, you never had a running stomach. Hardly. 
No matter what you eat, your body is able to handle it. But since you t- attain 30, every little thing, you have a running stomach. Even so, when you drink it, you start running. Your body is changing. Your body is changing. I realize that at a certain age, I hardly see people with kata. If you have not noticed, 12 years, 13, you hardly see people with kata at that age. It happens, but you hardly see it. Because some children are not strong. Your body's immunity is so strong that it's able to handle certain things by itself. At a certain age, you can't. So as you naturally grow, you are changing, but you don't notice it. So if you decide to marry at 40, you have come to me. Listen, one of the things you realize is that women are always sick. That's one of the first things you will get to notice that there's always some form of sickness that they are going through. It's headache, stomach, and they are not lying. All the time. The longest stretch is one month. You see that they have headache due to their abdomen. The next time it's like they are feeling pains here. And when they are at 40, it is more. By the time they get 50, it is worse. So rather than having time for pleasure, you are going to have time for crisis. Difficulties. So you are married all right, but because you did not marry in season, the purpose cannot be achieved. So there is a time for every purpose. That is the reason for something that you are doing. There is a suitable time for that particular reason. When you are young, you play for pleasure. When you grow, you play for strength. Exercise. I don't know why people say football is exercise. But growing up, I saw it as pleasure. But now, go and see them at East Lego. Go and see them at Astro. Every AstroTurf is full. With old people who are refusing to grow. Why? They want to maintain their strength. Yesterday, somebody told me that he wants to be playing long tennis with me. So he has called the trainer. We have to come easily. He has paid for me 2500 so so that I will be playing long tennis with him. He's a pastor. And I said, well, I said, Winfred is good for you. And I said, oh, really? What makes it good for you? Well, when you start, you will know that it's good for you. I say yes, sir. <laughs> but somebody too is playing it just for fun. He's enjoying it. That is to say, 5, 10, 20 years ago, the purpose was for you to be happy. Now you don't play to be happy. You play so that... When you see somebody... When children run for fun, one of the things that you should pray to God to give you a big compound you will not be stressed much if you have a lot of children. Because the big company that they can run, jump, fall down, some assault, blood is coming from the forehead. Like That's how they play. Even when you're a child and you get injured, it's like a sport. Than when you become an adult. When the child's teeth is removed, he plays with it. Because after some three months, it will start coming again. 
But if an adult, your teeth is removed, it will never come again. It will never come again. So there is a time for every purpose under heaven. What that means is that if you are doing something, there is a time for its burden. There is a time that it takes off. Become sensitive to time. Medical doctor said the best time to give birth is when you are young. Like 17, 18. Yeah. The moment you cross 25, 30, you are not strong. The real strong ones are young. 17, 18. So it's teenage pregnancy. Well, teenage pregnancy, if the means through which the pregnancy came is legitimate, it's not against the word of God. So, but you can marry somebody who is a minor. Oh, yes. That's why I'm not suggesting it. I'm just telling you the importance, the merits and demerits. Didn't you do advantages and disadvantages? Yes. A time to be born and a time to die. Can I tell you something you have not thought of? There is a natural season that things die. There is a time that something that is working today will die. The Bible didn't say that there is a time for some things. He said everything that includes an idea. Do you know that a good idea today may be irrelevant tomorrow? It's just a change of time. Then he says, a time to die and a time to plant. A time to pluck and a time to some things you plant them today, it doesn't grow. But it has a time it will grow. Be, just understand that it, it, it's, it is how God has made it. Some of you who are doing business, for instance, there is a time you might think that the business is over. It is part of every growth process. And just something happens and suddenly everything turns around. And I always tell people that, wait for that time. There is a time you are doing something, it doesn't seem to be working. There is another time you do that same thing and you don't even do it with the same effort, yet it is working. Like the way we are doing our church, moving up and down. There is a time that we might not even do Basenia, of course, we'll always be doing it. And still the church is full. Because there is a time. There is, a, there is an appointed time. There is a factor of time which you don't control. Success is a mystery. Becoming anything in this world is mystical. It's, it's, it's something that is difficult to understand. You don't seem to have control by it. Then I should sit down passively. No. If you don't plant, you don't harvest. When you plant, it dies. It doesn't show any sign of growth. But it has a time it will spring forth. Tell somebody, wait for your time. Now, there are two types of time. There is what is called the chronos, from which we get chronology, chronicles, chronograph. Anything chron has to do with time. 
in English. And there is what is called Kairos. The only way to understand it is that the Kronos time is for everybody. But the Kairos time is your time. When somebody says, my time has come, does it mean our time has stopped? No. You have your time, it will come. Just keep sowing your seed, your time will come. Your time is like saying my turn. It is my turn. You can be in a queue, but it may not be your turn. I was in some office recently. We are all in a queue. You'll be there, they'll come and call five people to enter a room, ten people to enter a room. I was thinking that when you enter the room, it means that they are going to serve you. When you enter the room, you go to join another queue inside. But when you are outside, all your dream and your goal is to be inside. Until you enter inside, they realize that there is another queue inside. When they come to call you, it is your time. But you come to join the queue for your turn. Your turn will soon be here. Build it. And keep working towards whatever you are working. Your turn will happen. Then he says, a time to pluck what is planted. So there is a time that forces within the universe begin to remove things. Recently, I saw somebody, they were constructing a road and they had put cool, that yellow or orange and white thing. And when they're done, I saw somebody was picking them like that. There was a time they came to drop them to ward off traffic. At the time they came to pack them. In this world, there's a time, they said there's Roman Empire, remove it. Like the way you hang things on a dry line. There is a time that says, Akufado's garment, remove it. There is a time they come to say that Michael Jackson, remove it. Yeah. Not there to. I'm talking about relevance. There is a time your relevance is removed. There is a time that they say that it is Steph, Steph, Stefan's time. Put the garment on him. At that time, maybe Stefan might not even be working, but things will be working. The garment has been put on him. There's a time a voice comes and says, remove this garment. Because every garment they put on you has an, has an assignment. And the assignment has a purpose. Maybe for all you know, the reason why God brought President Akufuado to be president is to provide free education. So that somebody that God has a certain unique plan for will go to school. As soon as the person finishes the school, the free SHS policy is removed. It's removed. It may be there, but its relevance is removed. As we are in church, you see the back there, there's 139 on the clock, isn't it? When we close church, its relevance is removed. 
but it will still be working. There is a time that an idea God has given to you has to work. When that time passes, the idea will be there, but it will not be relevant. There are people God sends your way so that you will help them. And that help is connected to something specific about your life. When the time is over, the time to help them is over. They move the clock. There is a time. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes 9, 11. I return so under the sun that there is no, that the race is not to the swift, nor battles to the strong, nor the bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But what happens? Time and chance happen to them all. What does it mean time has happened? It means time has done its work. Oh, time has happened to him. What it means is that time has come to reveal. Time has come to reward. Time has come to bless. Time has happened to him. If you have this understanding, you will never be jealous. Because we all have chronos, but we are not operating by the same kairos. All of us, we see 24 hours in a day. But your time is different from my time. Chronos, it is one something on everybody's watch. But what time it is for your marriage? Nobody knows. There was a time God says, yes, it is Belinda's time. And then let her marry. It's a time. Say yes. It's this man's time for mega church. It's this one time for global influence. It's a time. Say now to the world you are going to the world to the world to the whole world to the whole world. It's a time. Say now is the time. Your time shall soon be here. I said your time shall soon be here. Understand the mystery of time. A man. No matter how skillful he is, seems useless until his time arrives. Nobody becomes great overnight. Everybody is shown forth overnight. Nobody arrives per chance. Time. Brings people to their destination. Whatever seed you have sown, may the Lord bless you with the seed. May He bless you with the fruits. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you are doing today, you may not know. Tomorrow shall soon reward you. I said, Tomorrow shall soon reward you. Understand the relevance of time. In the equation of breakthrough and increase. Number two. Jesus blessed the bread. But it was shared by the disciples. 
The secret of increase is in synergy. Nobody becomes great alone. Take it from me. No matter the field. You will never become a great scholar by just hiding in a room. You need somebody who you met and taught you about mathematics. The secret of success is in togetherness. Ability to work with people. So me, I'm not good in working with people. It's like saying me, I'm not good in succeeding. Your personal limitations is inexcusable. The most successful people seem to know how to work with people. In any field you think about. Are you learning to work with people? How are you doing it? Hello? I'm looking for an answer. How are you doing it? Are you learning to work with people? How are you doing it? Number one is devotion. One day the archbishop was preaching. He said it was his birthday. And around 1 a.m. Like his birthday has passed like that, like 1 a.m. Like the whole day everybody was bringing him gifts. He never got a gift from Bishop Dad. Around 1 a.m. Bishop Dad came to his house to knock on the door. And when he opened, he said, I came to bring you your birthday gift. And he said, I know you will come. I know you will come. That's devotion. Some of you, some people cannot say, I know you will come. How are you going to work with people like that? I know you will show up. I know. I know you will show up. You have no commitment to anybody. Standing with people. The secrets of breakthrough. You may be like Jesus Christ, you multiply the bread, but you need disciples to share it. You can't do it alone. So if you want to become successful in life, you must master the art of relating with people. I've told myself that if somebody steals from you for the first time, it's your fault. It is your fault. The second time, you are being foolish. I said, I called somebody. I was talking to a person. He said, I'm surprised you've called me. I said, yes. Because I've mastered the act of not Allowing people to offend me the second time. I love you, but you will never offend me again. 
Many of you can do that. What does it mean you can't offend me again? You will never get the opportunity. I put my bread there, you came to eat it. We are staying in the same house. And next time when I'm sleeping, it will be in between my ties. <laughs> we will be laughing, but my bread there, you can't eat it again. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Because what you are looking for is friendship, not bread. If it's bread, I will get you some. And I will keep my own so that you don't eat mine. Lent, God. I feel like that it's not every hand that you bite. Jesus said, if your eye offend you, remove it. It's not every eye you can remove. God would have removed the president, but it's an eye I can't remove. He said, if your eyes offend you, then remove it. Unfortunately, what is offending me is not my eye. Somebody's eyes. <laughs> there are some problems you can't solve. That's what I'm trying to say. You may have to learn to live with it. It's wisdom. So understand the secret of working together with people. It's one of the strengths you need in life if you want to do well. But if you're an accountant, if you're a company owner, you have to work with an accountant. Somebody said that all the elements on the periodic table are useless unless they are compounds. And it is true. Any element on the periodic table that is useful, it is a compound. Whether it's an ion, what is the ion? Uh, is it the Fe? What is Fe? So, what is its composition? Is it a compound? Oh, it's an element. Okay, so how will it become relevant? When you do it, you combine with another element. So, mm-hmm. uh-huh. oh, that one is not a good combination. But do you know that you can never use iron to build unless you add concrete? And you, you know you can't even build with cement. Many of you don't know. Let's say you are too rich that you don't want to use sand. You want to use only cement. Do you know what will happen? Like this building, you see huge cracks because of elasticity. The cement is not able to stretch. So you ask sand to help it to stretch. So when you miss that, only the cement. Even the cement needs water to become useful. Many of you don't know that cement is an adhesion. I was telling them that the strongest glue is cement. I always say, but maybe the guys don't understand. Like you can read blocks on the surface, five, ten levels. Afterwards, you, three days, you push it, it doesn't go. And the whole strength is that small one on the floor. And it's able to hold. Now look at this. 
You know the tonnage of weight that is sitting on this? Yeah. And it is standing because of cement. And cement is powder. It is useless except you add water to it. It is stronger than super glue. Oh yes. If you are poor, a whole super glue in between blocks, you do this to break. But pour water into cement, mix it, and you can't break it. It can hold up to 100-story building. Eesh. Eesh. That's a lot of strength. You become stronger when you are together in a team. Unfortunately, the reason Africa is not developing is here we can't work together. Africans, they are going to play football. They say somebody has put juju in my boot. So everybody is carrying his boot from the house and this one is hiding. We can't work in a team. That, somebody said that he believed that God is transferring the Hillsong mantle to Nigeria. I said, shut up. Shut up. Even in the next life, Nigeria cannot do what Hillsong is doing. No, Africans can be together. Do you know any African band? Hello? Sibisa, a group. Winneba Yufka, a group. Kwanyangu Brass Band, a group. Why are so winners? We struggle to be together. No tribe. Oh, no tribe. Do I used to like those guys? They have become a tribe. <laughs> I don't know why they chose that name, but it's nice. No tribe. In other words, we don't belong to any tribe. So learn to work together in unity. The Bible says, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So it's a secret of strength. The ability to work together with people. It's a secret to success. Number three. My last point. You must learn the difference between truth and facts. Secrets of success is your ability to know the truth over any situation or matter. What is truth? Truth is that which is a fact is that which is believed to be what it is. So in a fact, there is subjectivity. In truth, there is objectivity. I'm trying to remember my history. I did philosophy of history. And you use a whole semester to study a sentence. What is fact? It's a man by name E.H. Carl. He said, history is like a sack. It will not stand unless you fill it with sand. And what is that? He says, fact is like nothing without interpretation of the facts. What it means is that whatever you believe it is, you must have evidence, you must have explanations and interpretations to make it, for instance, if you say that this one is beautiful, that's not truth. 
Truth means that no matter who sees it, it's beautiful. But you will have to explain why this is beautiful. The explanations make your statement, this is beautiful, as a fact. Ah, doesn't he have round cheeks? Is his eyes not like what I'm mentioning simply means that these are what the person is giving us a proof that when we accept it, then it's a fact. Let's say that for somebody to be intelligent, the person must pass an exams. Then I say that this one is intelligent. And I say, How do you know? He said, Oh, he has passed the exams. That means that this one is intelligent, it's a fact. Because you can pass exams without being intelligent. For instance, somebody who has passed exams on church planting, that's mean you have the biggest church in the world. So, having the biggest church in the world is truth. Which is universal. So, fact is subjective. It can even be communal. Like what Ghanaians accept as true will not be accepted as true in America. So what we accept here is a fact. But if it is accepted in America and Ghana everywhere, then it's called truth. When it's everywhere in the world, gravity is gravity. That's truth. But when Ghana people say that if a virgin jumps over a horse, a sick horse, the horse will be healed of that sickness. And Ghanaians believe it and practice it. It's a fact to them. Because they can give you proof that 13 virgins have healed 13,000 horses. I'm actually mentioning a culture. There's a culture in some part of the world. They believe that if somebody who's a virgin jumps over an animal that is sick, the animal gets healed. So when the animal gets sick, they look for virgins to jump over it. But the back Christian village, I'm warning you now. Area boys So understand truth. Be interested in truth, not superstition. So in Africa, if you don't tell a lie, you can't do business. There's no businessman who doesn't lie. That is not true. You don't become successful in life that way. So, if you don't do this, you will not get this. No. Seek for the right knowledge. The person who sells watches, his watches is very nice. But he thinks that he needs powder to sprinkle on the watches so that people will buy from a malam. That's why they are not rich. And that's what Africans believe. If a footballer doesn't do juju, we can't go anywhere. That's not the truth. It's a fact to them because they remember when Sekofu was using Juju, he, 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 he scored a goal. It's, it's subjective to them, but it's not objective to everybody. Look for the right knowledge. Have the right mentality about things. There is a way out of things. Believe it. There is a solution that exists. Ministries work not by superstition. They work by knowing the truth. Having the right knowledge, the right information. The same thing with businesses. 
If you were here for the business seminar, I told you that. Why is that Lebanese come to Ghana to get money? It is simple. There is something they know that we don't know. It's not because they have money. I was at Malcolm Moore. When was that? Last uh, two, three days ago. Or last yesterday. I don't remember. I said, wow. And they are Indians. You see their idols hanging by the tellers. You go to Okadeko, uh, where they give the cash, you see their idols hanging there because they believe that it attracts people. And look at what they are doing on the Spinters Road. Yet, the Spinters Road is a Spinters Road in Ghana. Ghanaians knew it first. How come people are turning it into the ways? There's a, there's, why, why, why can't Ghanaians have a certain behavior? I told somebody to do something for me. It's a gate. The gate I chose, the person said, you're going to do it. He came back with a different gate. I think that's how you become successful in life. When I was in the house, they turned the gate to face the wall. So I couldn't see the front. And I was in a hurry to go somewhere. When I came back, I saw the front. I said, what is this? I called the person. He was giving me stories. People don't become successful that way. It's the way things should be done. Ghanaian businesses cannot do well because of Ghanaian behavior. A certain Ghanaian mindset, a certain Ghanaian spirit that has to live. How can you be stealing from somebody that you are working for? Are you mad? How do you become successful that way? Because to you, you can only become successful by stealing. The Bible said the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. Even if the church doesn't curse you, that's what you are doing to yourself. It's wrong. No matter what. No matter what. It's wrong. But the African doesn't care. Look for the right knowledge to things. Don't let doors be closed to you. Be trustworthy. It's part of the truth you will know. Be reliable. It's part of the truth you will know. These are wisdom you have to have. And your time will come. Your season will come. I say your time will come. Your season will come. Anytime they invited me to go and preach at Holy Hill, everything I've preached, there are things I've preached before. I realize that there's nothing new. When I was saying them some time ago, they were not even powerful because of the audience. No amount of explanation can make a child appreciate your calculus. I let him grow up a little. He will understand what the calculus means. 
Even some of you have to do because you don't understand it. Up to date, you still don't understand it. Do you know what? One of the things I'm preaching right now, some of you can't appreciate it. I know that 30 years will come. I'll come and say the same things to you. And you ask yourself, how come I didn't hear this earlier? And I'll tell you, you've heard it a hundred times. You've heard it a thousand times. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord favor you. In Jesus' mighty name. Jump to your feet and let's close. We give you glory, Lord. As we honor you, you are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You are wonderful. You are worthy, O Lord. You are As long as you are, as long as you are, you remain the same.
Lord, see Jesus, He's touching you 
you have to meet this deadline, I have to do this project, you have to maintain this contract, you have to be a bank manager, you have to talk to this, negotiate this. mindset about issues of life. I talk about where is God in the midst of suffering? If you have a certain mindset, Bible says, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Most of the things that I talk to them as sufferings, mostly it's afterwards that I see them as sufferings. But when you are going through, you don't even notice that you are going through sufferings. All the things I was saying used to work here. Frankly speaking, it's not that people, we didn't see it like that. We were actually having fun. It was an adventure. Whether we were fast, it was an adventure. It was a fun. How can suffering become fun? Because Jesus was with you in it. Psalm 9150, don't forget that Bible verse. It says, if you call upon me in times of trouble, I will answer you and I will be with you in your trouble. He didn't say I will take the trouble away. Some people go through suffering, Jesus is not in it. But if he's with you, like right now, the life you live now is somebody's suffering. But how come you don't see that suffering? Because Jesus is with you in it. Like you have finished school for eight years, you don't have a job. Ah, God's way. What year did you finish the God? 2012. What year were you employed formally? And the 2021 is self-employment. He now has decided to find something to do. But somebody too has finished school five years, he doesn't have a job, and he's depressed. He has never been employed since he finished school. He did a concert work. And Philo. A constituency means his head works. No, some hairs they don't work. <laughs> so what use like 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 some of you don't have um, 
certain things. But I realize that somebody doesn't have it, the person is happy. Some of you, what you have is somebody's prayer point. How come you are not happy? And how come they are not suffering? But Jesus is with them in it. Listen, if the Lord is not with you in something, this is one of the proof. Even if they give you the whole world, you still be depressed. That's what happened to Elon Musk. He said, death to him will be a relief. How come you are the richest man? Because Jesus is not in it. The blessings of the Lord make it rich. He adds no sorrow. Go damn five years to serious. Freedom found where you are scars. In your grace, my life redeemed. Yes. For you chose to take the sickness crown as you place your crown on me. On me. On me. May the Lord bless Africa with help song. And in that moment of glorious surrender was the moment you, know what I'm, I want you, you broke to the chains in me let's set out all the ashes I found home in the aftermath and in that moment you open up the heavens to the broken the beggar and the There is a purpose for money. It is to bring happiness. So that if you have money and you are not happy, money is useless. And the shocking thing is that some have happiness, but they don't have money. And some have money, they don't have happiness. Which one do you want? You should like the person who doesn't have money and has happiness. But what is the purpose of having money? It's not to make you happy. Money is not nothing, except what it does. And the thing that money can do, you have money, but it is not able to do. Yes, yes, yes. That's why here a rich man has committed suicide. He has money, but it's not happy. Money is supposed to make you happy. It brings you fulfillment, brings you satisfaction. And when you have money and Jesus is not in it, it doesn't fulfill his purpose. And when you have Jesus, no matter what you're going through, you'll still be able to get it. Like, look at us here. Listen to me. I must admit to you, I'm one of the most happy people on earth. I'm not exaggerating. Because the Lord helped me very early in my Christian life. And I understood that my father is not the secret to my happiness. 
My mother is not. It is in the hands of God. When I go to know it, I've come to conclude that in this life, everything works together for our good. And that's how I'm able to pastor the church. But I know that if you, God will replace you. Like that. That's how it is. It's one of the things I've learned. That God, if he's with you, sufferings are not sufferings. I don't remember ever crying in my life over sufferings. Maybe broken heart. It was just for a time. And today I relish every moment of it. Now all the things you are hearing about my teachings on marriage and relationship is because of the broken heart. Because I didn't know what relationship was about. I entered into it because everybody was entering. And I felt like I want to be a pastor, so I want to marry. But I didn't know how to handle a woman. I didn't know any of those things. But when the broken heart, I went to God in prayer and I said, teach me these things. And the Lord began to teach me. And that has formed differentiation and integration. Science of initiating conversation. How to work with people. All the things you know as kids are my revelations the Lord taught me. And has made me a good pastor. When you're a pastor, you can't counsel people on marriage issues. You can't pastor. God, 90% of the issues are marital related. Money, marital related. Sicknesses, marital. You will be shocked if I'm to explain them to you. So now I see that it is good that it happened. That's what I said. Everything works for our good. Just know that Jesus is in the equation. That's all. Just know that this thing, Jesus is in it. I will be with you. Go back to the Bible verse. I will be with him in trouble. He didn't say that he would take the trouble away. He said he will be with you in it. So there are troubles they don't leave. God actually learns to work with you in it. And there's another one. He said, I will deliver you from it. Daniel and his brother, whether he says us or he doesn't save us, all can we know about. Can you say that? Whether I become rich or not, I'm fulfilled in God. Those are the people God blesses with money, like us. No amount of somebody's money has intimidated me. I don't remember. I know that my own is intact. You see that if they are serving food and people are eating theirs, if you know your own is reserved, you don't worry yourself. You are just going to finish bathing, then you come and eat your own. Your sister's are eating, it doesn't worry you. Because you know your own is reserved. But if you come from a compound house, that they eat in a marathon, you have to join or else by the time you come back, it's gone. And that type of food that goes by the time you, go, you are gone, those food don't come again. A special food. If your mother cooks, everybody will get his share. But the one that your uncle, we brought that, nobody was around, and some four people were around. They will eat it, and that's what it's called. Yeah, we, we have chewed you. Have you taken your tithe? Adebesibiaye, hallelujah. Fatu utrimsa, neni yesu nanti. Neni yesu benanti, na wachira mekwai. You can't sing our your songs. Father, thank you for every tithe that is given this afternoon. May the Lord bless you. May he bless you. May he bless you. Let any in your life be broken in the name of Jesus. Every offering that you are releasing, 
Let anything that is operating as a curse be broken in the name of Jesus. May your life be fertilized with spiritual fertilizers. Even grounds that are not nutritious, let nutrients be born out of it. May the Lord favor you. Let your life be creamier. Let it be creamier. Let it be sweetened. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.